Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. We are learning Maseches Nazir Dap Nun Ches, and we're starting three lines from the bottom. Yesterday, we saw a wild conversation between Rav Huna, whose wife's name was Chova, and Ravada Bar Abba, where Rav Huna's wife, Chova, would shave the heads of their children, including the payas. And the Gemara highlighted, highlighted that, according to some of the opinions, that because she is not... Oh, Welcome back. I'm good. How are you? We were debating yeah, if you were going to come tonight. We were debating. One missing. I went in Chicago this morning. Oh, wow. We were not debating. I bet on you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Great to have you. So yesterday we learned about this machlokas of Hunan Rabada Barava, whether or not a woman who is not herself Mikhuyevis in the Isser of Hakafa Sarosh, if she's allowed to give a haircut to others. Fine. So three lines from the bottom on Nun Zayin we have a continued machlokas about this conversation. It says the Gemara as follows. Lema, perhaps we should say that Hakafas kol harosh tanoihi. When the Torah says, lo sakipu pa'as roshchem, does the Torah mean that the iser is to remove all of the hair on your head? Or perhaps the only iser is when you remove some of the hair on your head, leaving a hakafa. Again, leaving whatever the haircut would look like, let's call it, all the hair on the sides is gone and a little bit on the top. What is the iser of lo sakifu? Is the iser kol harosh? So says the Gemara, perhaps this is actually a machlok as tanoim. Now, if you're going to plan on following today's sugya, you need to learn the next six lines well. We need to learn these first two brises as well, and then everything else will be so much easier. So let's buckle down for the next couple of minutes. The rest will be easier, really. It will, it'll all make much more sense. What? You say it's machlok as tanoim. What's next thing the Gemara says? Yeah. Why is that a problem? No. No, it's my... No, Tana Rabbanan is also... It, it even says on the side, it, it's, oh, it's referencing it back. The Tana Rabbanan, it's a brysa. We actually learned this brysa, right? Tana Rabbanan is still Tanaik. Yeah, still Tanaik. So we're going to have a machlokas as to whether or not the Isra of Lo Sakifu is the Isra of removing all of the hair on your head, inclusive of the payas. Or maybe not. Maybe the Isra of Lo Sakib was not removing all of the hair on your head, but rather removing only some of the hair on your head with your payas. So the Gemara says, the Tanu Rabbanon, here is Brysa number one. We're going to have Brysa number one and Brysa number two. Here is Brysa number one trying to explain this shita. Rosho, the Pasuk says, Rosho by the world of Mitzorah. But Ma Talmud Lomar, we already learned elsewhere that the Mitzorah needs to cut their hair. Why does the Torah when it's detailing what to cut, why does it speak about Rosho again by the Mitzorah? Says the Gemara, Lefisha Ne'amar, because, because the Mitzorah has to be concerned about a competing Isser, which is Losa Kifu Pa'as Roshchev. So then the Mitzorah is told to cut his hair. I wait one second. Maybe you can't cut your hair in a way that's lo sakifu, says the Gemara, top of nun ches madalav, yachal af mitzorah, came that he should not cut his hair in that specific way. Talmud rosho, that he is able to cut his hair. That's brysa number one. So far, so good. And here's brysa number two. Yitanya idach, another brysa writes like this, rosho, same word, but a very different limud. In the first brysa, rosho came to teach us that a mitzorah is in fact allowed to shave their head in, in its entirety. But according to this price, so the word Rosha means something else. What does this come to teach us? Since the Torah says in regards to a Nazir, that a Nazir is not allowed to shave his head. So what about a case? What about a case where a person has a dual status? They're both a Nazir and the Mitzorah. So now you have conflicting issues. You have a Mitzorah who needs to get a haircut and a Nazir who's not allowed to get a haircut. So this is what Brysa number two says, the word Rosho is coming to teach us, Tamaloma Rosho. Let's review. 
Bryce number one says that the word Rosho teaches us that a Mitzorah doesn't have to worry about the Isra of Los Sakifu. Bryce number two says there is no problem of Los Sakifu. He just has to worry about the halachos of a Nazir, if a Mitzorah and a Nazir are the same. So Bryce number two is not concerned about Los Sakifu Pa'as Roshnan. Only the first Bryce is. So we already can see a peeking of the head of what, what the issues are. Let's uh, let's dig down a little bit more. Four lines down, the Gemara. Los it's, it's either cutting all of the hair on your head or leaving a band, removing a band of hair around your head. One of the two. When I was in high school, one of the boys in my class, under his kippah, he took uh, clippers and he put his initials in the, top, in the top of his head. Like imagine just PK. Like if you took off your kippah, it would say PK on the top of his head. Like who are you rebelling against? No one's, no one's going to see it. Okay. I don't think that's low sakifu. It's odd. Maybe it's dark. Maybe it's dark Mori. Maybe you need help. But like, it's not low sakifu. Low sakifu is like removing a full band of seemingly either a full band or all of your hair. So now let's analyze these two brisa to understand what each brisa is trying to teach us. My lav tanoihi. Isn't it the case that each of these brisas represent another sheet in the tanoim? Lamanda Amar Minazir, according to the Bryce on the top of this page, Bryce on number two, that says that we are learning about a case of Nazir who's also a Mitzora, Kasavar, Akafas Koharosh, Loshma Akafa. He obviously is of the opinion that shaving all your head isn't a problem because he never found a heter to do that. All he said is you have to worry about Nazirus. Why don't you have to worry about Lo Sakifu? It must be that cutting all of your hair is not the Isser of Lo Sakifu. And when you have this case scenario, as Brysa number two does, of the Nazir and the Mitzora, what we're coming to do is we're coming to say that the Mitzora should get a haircut, even though there's a Lo Sase for the Nazir and an Ase for the Nazir to not get a haircut. There's, there's actually dual, there's, there's a plus and a minus. There's an Ase and a Lo Sase by Nazir to not get a haircut. So the Gemara says that we therefore see that according to Brysa number two, that Hakafa's Kola Rosh is not Hakafa because had it been Hakafa, the Gemara would have needed the word Rosho to teach that. Obviously, the Gemara doesn't mean that. Be'idach, and what about the other Brysa? Brysa number one, Savar Hakafa's Kola Rosh Ma'akafa, and V'chiyasa Kra, Lav Greda. And that when Brysa number one teaches us the word Rosho, it's not to teach us about Nazirus, it's to teach us about Stam, Alav, of Losa Kivu Pe'as Roshan, because he was of the opinion that the whole head is going to be shaved. And perhaps we see from here, in the Tanaim as to whether or not the Isra of Lo Sakifu is cutting all of the hair on your head, including the payas. Or no, maybe the Isra of Lo Sakifu isn't that, but it's just cutting a band around your head, leaving over the rest of your hair. And uh, from the Gemara, the Gemara does a really good job of painting this picture that perhaps Brysa number one holds that we are concerned that cutting your whole head, shaving your whole head is going to be an Isra of Lo Sakifu, whereas the second Brysa seems pretty clear that that's not the problem. And the Gemara rejects this part, this position. The Gemara says it's not true. This isn't a machlokas tanaim. And Omar Rava, Rava says eight lines down, give or take, to kulei alma hakafas kol harosh lo shma hakafa. Everyone is of the opinion that when you cut all of the hair on your head, that is not considered hakafa. And what is the word rosho coming to teach us? The word rosho is coming to teach us that if a person first removed their payas, and only afterwards remove the, the rest of the hair on their head, uh, then that uh, is uh, going to be considered mutter. And kevan de'ilu galche bechad zimna lo So when we have a heter of akafas kolarosh, I can cut all the hair at one time. Let's say, let's say I'm a nausea and I have to shave my head. I'm a mitzvah, I have to shave, shave my head. So I can take the razor and shave and even go down by the pace. That's the din. That's the din. 
So because the Gemara says, because you're allowed to do, you know, starting, let's say you just choose to go, like you're going right to left, you know, you start moving over, no problem. And therefore, if I start with the pace, it's also motor. That's all the Gemara was saying. It wasn't teaching us a din about a kafas rosh. Says the Gemara, you can't say that. You, you can't argue like that. Look what the Gemara is positing. Just because I'm able to shave all of my hair at one time, I'm therefore allowed to shave off my payas first. Says the Gemara, no way. Is that really what's happening in the Pasuk? After all, and we saw this argument earlier in the Masechda. It says on the side that we saw this on Daf Mem Aleph, so not too long ago, two weeks ago. Whenever you're in a scenario of a conflicting Asay and Losa if you're able to fulfill both laws, then you should. And if not, the only time we say that I say is is when you don't have a choice. But if you have a choice, then of course, of course you're not going to violate the Yisr. Of course not. So the Gemara's offering of an answer in the name of Rava is a terrible offering. Rava's trying to say as follows, because it's true that I'm allowed to shave all my hair, I'm not even allowed to start with my payas. Why? Just start cutting your hair somewhere else. Why do you have to do that which is us? You came up with a loophole. That's not how halacha works. So Rava, you have to be wrong. You have to be wrong. And therefore, almost halfway down, the Gemara pivots and gives another approach to how to understand these two b'risas. Ella, really, in both of these b'risas, everyone agrees that when it comes to the Isra of HaKafas HaRosh, that is considered HaKafa. The Isra is cutting off all of the hair on your head, including your payas. And according to the Shita, who holds... That the Pasuk is coming to teach me that it pushes off an assay and a losa assay, like we saw in Brysa number two, lav grey How does he then get around the issue of losa kifu? You solved the problem for the Mitzorah, who's a Nazir, of, of the Nazir issue. The Nazir and Mitzorah conflict. The Nazir is not allowed to get a haircut. The Mitzorah has to, that's, it says the word rosho. That's fine. But if, according to everyone, we say that shaving all of your head is a problem, so then how did you get around the losa kifu issue? And the Gemara says, Yalit Migadilim. We learned that there's an override from the world of tzitzis. The Gedilim is literally translated as tassels, and Gedilim Tasalach is a reference to tzitzis. And how do we understand this sugya? Damar Kra, the Torah tells us, Lo Silbash Shadnez, that a person is not allowed to wear Shadnez, which we of course know is wool and linen, but this is the Brysa that teaches us, Vitanya. Lo Silbash Shadnez, you're not allowed to wear Shadnez except for one thing, but you are allowed to wear tassels that are Shadnez. So if your beged is wool and your tzitzis are linen or vice versa, no problem. Uman, and that's how, it, so then that was the answer to this question that according to our Brysa, uh, Brysa number two on the top of this page, that the word Rosho is coming to teach me that a Nazir who's a Mitzorah is still allowed to get a haircut, he learns the Isra of Lo Sakif was overridden from the world of Gedilim. He learns that already. We already have an override. So we see that there are times that I say is dochelos say, just like we saw over there. The assay of tzitzis, even though it's shatnas, is an override on the iser of lo silbash shatnas. So then the Gemara says, fine, but uman de nafkale me rosho, according to the one who learns from rosho, my time alone nafkale megadilim. According to the first brisa, the first brisa that we started with today, he says the reason we know that there's no iser of lo sakipu is because of the word rosho. So the author of Brysa number two says, I have another Marimakom. I can learn it out from Tzitzis. We learn from Tzitzis that we can override Shadnas. So why do you learn from Rosho when I can learn from Tzitzis that I say is Dochelosase? It's a great question. Simple. The Gemara says, Amar Loch, because we can't. 
this approach of the author of Bryson number one says that the word gedilim has another already used purpose and it's not available to make a drasha. Rava puts two psukim one against another. The one pasuk says, that's a drasha. The tzitzis have to be like the knaf, min knaf. If the tzitzis are wool, then the beged has to be wool. The beged is uh, cotton, then the tzitzis have to be cotton. What can you not do? You cannot have the strings be silk and the beged be wool. That's not tzitzis. They have to be min knaf. They have to be made of the same garment. This was actually one of the concerns in the postkin by Tchelas, because it has to also be the same color according to some sheet and min knaf. They have to be the same. So if we're not sure that the Tchelas is real, then we don't have a misora that it's the, the right Tchelazon, whatever that is, a bunch of different Mahalchem in the postkin. If we're really not sure what it is, then you're violating another issue by having Tchelas that may not be Tchelas. You can't just argue it's still wool. It has to be the same color. Min knaf has to be the same. Rav Yashiv discusses this in the beginning of his Sefer, Kobates before Shem, something like that. Uh, I'm embarrassed that I remember it. I'll remember later. But he writes there in one of his first chubas, is this is one of the challenges of wearing tcheles, is that you can't just wear tcheles because you feel like it. It's a big halachic issue. You might not be wearing a, a dalad konfos when you're done, and that's usher. Not so simple. And that's, this drush is critical. Min knaf. We also know that psil tcheles, that the tcheles itself was made out of wool. And then it says, uksiv that you can wear wool and linen. Well, these two things don't sound right. The psil tchela sounds like it's made out of wool, and the beget has to therefore be made out of wool. And then you said you wear wool and linen. How does this work out? And the Gemara says, When you have wool and linen, then the garment and the strings can be interchangeable between these, these those two materials. The strings can be either wool or linen, and the beget can be either wool or linen, and we're not concerned about shadness. But she'ar minin, any uh, cotton, silk, any other materials that are not wool and linen, then you need to keep uh, keep things consistent. You know, we, we've seen, you know, sometimes in the really old, like, shawl, talesim, you see the strings look very shiny. They look like silk. They don't look like wool. I don't know what they're made out of. I'd say they look silky. So that's only okay if the beggar is silk. And some of them look silky too. So then maybe they're all fine and good. But let's say that I creatively on my own want to make a pair of tzitzis, uh, you know, the army drab. I want it to be that olive green. The string should be the same thing, same material, same color, same everything. So the chorah, that should be the case. Okay, so that's why, that's why, says the Gemara, that in order to understand Rava's conflict in Psukim, the word Gedilim was not available to teach, to teach Asei Dochelosa Asei. And that's why the author of the first Brisa said that the word Rosho was to teach me that the Mitzorah should still get a haircut, even though there's a concern of Losa Kifu, because Asei is Dochelosa Asei. So the author of the first Brisa couldn't use Gedilim. The Gemara continues its questioning, six, seven lines from the bottom. The author of our first b'risa, who, as we just pointed out, uses the word rosho uh, to teach me that a mitzora can still get a haircut, and there's no concern of lo sakifu pa'as roshchem. So what about what the second b'risa taught? To asi asei v'dachi esalos asei v'asei minayin. When we have a mitzora who has an asei to get a haircut, how do we know that that overrides the aseilosa ase of the nazir to not get a haircut? I understand in the case of one ase and one losa ase, but the author of the second brisa taught us that the mitzvah who has an ase and who's also a nazir who has both an ase and losa ase by nazirus, how do we know that the mitzvah wins in that case? The first mishnah doesn't even deal with that. 
So it says the Gemara, don't worry, we have another Brisa, one we learned earlier in the Masechta as well. Nafka lehu, five lines from the bottom, is Zikano. The Pasuk says, Zitanya, we have a Brisa, Zikano matamalomar, what does the Pasuk Zikano teach us? We see that Kohen and Mitzorah is a person with two Isurim, he's got two different statuses, and therefore, based on the word Tamalomar Zikano, we have the problem solved. We see that Asay can be Doche, Asay Velosa Asay. We see that already. Okay. Why is it that the author of the second Brisa, the one on the very top of Nunchesim and Aleph, he said that we need the word Rosho to teach me that the Asay of Mitzorah overrides the dual Asay Velosa Asay of Nazir? He could have learned it from over here. Why didn't he learn it from over here? Why are we having conflicting Mari Mekomos? So the Gemara says he couldn't. Well, the Ta'ameich, bottom line of Nunches Medalef, according to your reasoning, the uh, Kaimalan Be'alma, where we know in general, the lo asi ase v'dachi es lo sase ve'ase, le'lof mikoin de'dachi, according to you, what's our rule in Shas in general? Say is doche lo sase, typical rule. Bris Mila and the Orla has saras. Okay? The ase of Bris Mila overrides the lo sase, that's Pasha, that we understand. But here, we're talking so comfortably about the fact that a Mitzorah overrides a Nazir, even though the Nazir has the Asaya and Losa say. Typically, throughout Shas, we don't do that. Typically, we only say Asaya is Docha Losa say. So the Gemara is saying, you can't learn anything from over here. Because over here, this case is Asaya and Losa, it's an Asaya against an Asaya and Losa say. And typically, that does not work. And if we had an Asaya against a Losa say and an Asaya, the Asaya loses. Because you can't override two things. So the Gemara says, You're going to try to learn from Kohen that we override. You can't do that. We cannot learn this rule from a typical place because the Kohen is a unique person, has a unique set of circumstances. You can't learn a rule that applies throughout Shas, throughout Halacha from a Kohen who is a sliver of the Orthodox community. That's not how we do things. You can't learn... A shas principle from a coin. So the Gemara says, you can't learn from regular psukim about this. That's not, you can't learn from a coin. And not only that, nazir mi coin nami, nami lo yalif shikain lav sheino shabibakol. Nazir is also unique. You can't learn it from there. So therefore, the Gemara says that we weren't able to learn asay, velosa asay from from a, a place like Rosho, we had to learn it from, we, we only could learn it from a place like Rosho and not from anywhere else. That's why we didn't want to use the psukim by Kohen. Then the Gemara says, five lines down on Nunchesim at Beis. We're going to be going to the two dots, which is two-thirds from the bottom of the page. We'll be stopping there. And the Gemara says, According to the second Brisa that learned the word Rosho to teach us that we're talking about a case of Mitzora and Nazir, what does he do with the words Zikano? After all, they're teaching the same thing. They're both teaching that an Asay is Doche, Asay Velosa Asay. Says the Gemara, we actually need the words zikano for another bright. So here we will be learning the parentheses. The Pasuk says, zikano, then we saw this already. Because we know that you're not supposed to be shaving your, your head and your pay is, so therefore the word zikano is already being used. I couldn't use it for the limud of asay, being doche asay velosa asay. And therefore, he had to stick to his guns and say that Rosho was the din and Zikano was occupied. We couldn't use it for anything else. 
How do we know that we're talking only about a case of a razor? Namely, that the Isra of Lo Sakifu is only considered the Isra of Lo Sakifu with a razor, says the Gemara de Tanya. You cannot cut your payas. What if a person only cuts with scissors? They don't actually cut with a razor. They get close to the scalp. We're only talking about a case of los ashkes. And how do we define sashkes? We'll just discuss in a minute. It's, we'll see that it's going to be a razor, but scissors are not a razor. Scissors cut close, but they are not uh, the real deal. And ilos ashkes, yochel liktan uvirhit If we're talking about los ashkes, maybe it's not only a razor. Maybe it's another device that also cuts very closely, um, but it's not your typical device that's used for this. It says the Gemara Talmud Lomar, What type of hair cutting has destruction in it? That is to say that this is the Isser of using a razor. And just the last little sugya for the night, and all of these, of course, are connected, and then we'll do a quick Chazara. According to the author of Brysa number one, who learns that the word Rosho is to teach me that the Mitzorah still needs to get a haircut, even though there's lo sakifu. So then the Gemara says, I don't need both words. I only need one word. One of the words would teach me, I can everything teaches me everything. We see, therefore, we don't need both of them. One of them should suffice. So says the Gemara, as we already pointed out earlier, a Kohen and a Nazir are not on the same plane, even though they're both unique. A Nazir has a Chiddush to it, which is that it can always be removed with Sheila. You can go ask a Rav. You can't just ask a Rav. You can go through the process of Sheila. And Nazir, a Kohen can't be learned from a Nazir because there's another Chiddush by Nazir, which is that it's a very unique Isser. It doesn't apply to the Kohen. It only applies to someone who's actually been a Zerus. Ube Alma, and in general, lo yafin and minahu, we can't learn them to anything else, mishum because then, since they have chidushim, they're both very narrow slivers of Jewish law, and Nazir is very isolated in what he does, very unique, very uh, odd, and a Kohen, granted, he's more common than Nazir, or at least they should be, but they're also a very unique uh, portion of the population, we can't learn from them either, and therefore... Uh, these halachos are limited to the spaces in which they're learned. We're going to stop right here at the two dots, but just to review very quickly, we have a machlokas between two brises, what the word rosho does. Does the word rosho teach me that a mitzorah is allowed to get a haircut, even though there's an isra of losakifu? Or no, does the word rosho teach me does the word Rosho teach me that a Mitzorah, who's a Nazir, is allowed to violate the rules of Nazir, but we're not so concerned about uh, the Nazirist component? And we had concluded in our Gemara that uh, that for one person to shave their entire head, including their pay, is that is the scope of the Isra of Los Sakifu. We'll stop right here, pick up again tomorrow night. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Good night.